Alright, we're live once again, and let's get the intro going, shall we? Yesterday was a pretty big day, Sunday. Kind of odd, though, Sunday's a big day. I mean, besides the Lord's Day. We got a lot of things that happened. We got the Hell in a Cell and Batwoman. I didn't watch either one, but I did hear a lot about one, and (laughs) it wasn't... The comic book show. So, so anyway, had a drink of my root beer. <laughs> Missouri made root beer, Frosty's root beer. Hmm. It's not bad. Very sweet, bitter. Just like the ending to Hell in a Cell. Wham. I didn't watch Hell in a Cell because despite it being my favorite match besides the Royal Rumble, the Royal Rumble and all that I we always got burned by Hell in a Cell and let me tell you this burn happened badly for those who are not into the Hell in a Cell WWE stuff um by the way, if you hear something in the background, it's my fan. Let me move it. There we go. For those who didn't watch Hell in a Cell and all that, Seth Rollins and Bray Wyatt, the fiend, wrestled in the Hell in a Cell match, and it ended in the most stupid fucking way that is ever imaginable. A disqualification. A disqualification. A match that um, 
Uh, let's see. Um, sledgehammer was used. And let me tell you. A sledgehammer's been used a lot in the Hell in a Cell match. Uh, for example, Triple H beating Vince McMahon with a sledgehammer, breaking it over his back. Um, Mick Foley got brutalized by Triple H in a Hell in a Cell match. Mick Foley got thrown off the top of Hell in a Cell. It's very stupid. It's very stupid of how WWE ended this match. I mean, this was something that I would expect TNA Impact to end a show that way. I mean, they ended the show in several dumb ways. But this was something that totally got fucked up. I mean, they've been hyping this match for a while. You know, because people wanted to see The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, become the WWE Champion. This is like Wyatt 2.0 thing. Because remember back in the day, like, they were hyping Bray Wyatt, you know, his Fireflies, Harper, you know, the Wyatt family thing. Like, they were hyping this train when he first arrived like he's going to be the WWE champion he's going to have the whole world in his hands and they finally gave him the WWE title I know it's a championship but you know a title right after all the big hype and build and all that after he got buried by John Cena and this was a very dumb way to end the match I mean, here's the thing. You got Seth Rollins. Somebody I really don't like. And you got Bray Wyatt. Who is, in my opinion, one of the, one of the best... wrestlers in WWE. Besides AJ Styles and you got Finn Balor who they just completely fucked up. And you're giving Bray Wyatt the fiend. This big character who everybody's crazy about. And you completely drop the ball. And a lot of people got pissed after the show. I would be pissed too. I mean, I've never been to a WWE event. And I have really no plans of ever going to a WWE event. <laughs> to completely screw those people out of money. Like, a lot of people spend a lot of money going to WWE shows. They buy the tickets. They buy the merch. They buy soda, popcorn, beer, whatever they could get. It's alright, love. We just started and we're talking about the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. And people got mad. You know, they chanted, refund, AEW. They boo the, the show, the ending. I mean, 
here's the thing. If you're really unhappy, I mean, people got to the point where they unsubscribe to the WWE Network. I spent nine bucks for it, and I ain't unsubscribing, unfortunately. <laughs> I mean, I went a month without WWE, but I ain't unsubscribing to it. I I spent nine bucks on a gift card, so I'm riding this bitch out. <laughs> so, I mean, it's kind of crazy, though. It's kind of pointless now to get the WWE Network, because there's Raw, AEW, and NXT... Smackdown on Fridays. I mean, now they got the uh, AEW on on Tuesdays. So, I mean, I ain't going to be watching it because Tuesdays I watch The Flash. Not The Flash. NCIS. Sorry, I was going to say Flash, but I watch NCIS on Tuesdays. I haven't watched NCIS. <laughs> to be honest, I really don't watch a lot of TV on at all because there's nothing really on. I mean, I do flip through shows, so... I, I might watch. I, I I did watch AEW, so I will take that back. I did watch AEW, and I really liked it. I thought it was brilliant. But I didn't watch the Hell in a Cell because I kind of knew how it was going to end. <laughs> but anyway, if people are unhappy with the whole thing about same here, <laughs> I know, right? I usually watch YouTube videos. I sort of like. I mean, I did watch a good Japanese death match between Cactus Jack McFoley against Terry Gordy, and that was a good fucking match. I really enjoyed it. Terry Gordy is, like, very underrated, in my opinion. But that was a damn good match I watched, and I never seen McFoley just sacrifice so much of himself in a match. And it was really, it was a really good match. I, if you're ever on YouTube, just look it up. It is a really good match. I never seen Mick Foley like this. I mean, I seen him in WWE, and a lot of people are like, you know, his best matches are in WWE. But there was a lot of good matches he had in Japan, ECW, some in WCW, and that was a good fucking match between him and Gordy and. It's it's very it's one of those matches you have to like look up and watch it because it's a really good match. So anyway, <coughs> sorry, <coughs> the cat walked by and farted. So my cat's a jerk. It just walked by me in front of my laptop and f- and farted. <coughs> So anyway, gassy ass cat. So anyway, um, I watched this good match, and it was a match I never. <clears throat> I will. I'll pause it. <laughs> Yeah, I put her outside the room because she was attacking the wires. And all of a sudden, my cat, I'm talking about my cat real quick. <clears throat> all of a sudden, snuck in here, boom, ran around, farted, and ran out the room. And 
That guy's a jerk. So anyway, I was watching the match, and I never... Anyway, I never seen Foley, Gordy ever wrestle in a solo match, because I was used to seeing him in the Freebirds. And he he reminded me of of JBL in a weird way. He <clears throat> he would like I never seen Mick Foley ever get manhandled. But Terry Gordy did it. Like he polydrived Mick Foley on a table. <laughs> And I was just like, holy shit. Because Foley's head bounced off the table. The table didn't break. His head like bounced off of it. And I was just sitting there going like, that had to fucking hurt. That had to hurt because it was insane how he... How he did it, you know. But, God forbid, if you use a sledgehammer in a Hell in a Cell match, which has always been done, just ask Triple H, you get, it's a, you know, the contest, no contest, it gets thrown out. I just, I, I was so dumbfounded the way I read it. I was so dumbfounded by it, because, like, isn't a Hell in a Cell match supposed to be a no disqualifications? You know, you could just do anything you want in that match. Why is is all of a sudden, like, the Hell in a Cell red? Like, I am just dumbfounded of it being red. Just saying. And I seen this match, I was just like, I thought like, oh, did it, like, did people get upset because somebody interfered? Did Braun Strowman interfere or something? But, nope. Instead, it (laughs) it ended on a no disqualification. I mean, it was tossed out of the match and all that. It really, like, <clears throat> it really just bugged me. It, it really bugged me. It was like, the people who were there, of course, you know, they got upset. They, I'm surprised there was no, I'm surprised nobody didn't throw trash in the ring. Like, I, I miss those good old days in WCW where people just threw trash in the ring. I mean, shit. My great-grandpa threw a fucking beer bottle at Dick the Bruiser in a wrestling, at a wrestling event. It was fucking crazy. <laughs> I mean, it, it was pretty fucking cool to hear that because Dick the Bruiser is like known as one of the meanest wrestlers in, in wrestling. And my great-grandpa just threw a fucking beer bottle at him. That was really cool. (laughs) That's like the closest thing to like wrestling my family's ever gotten into. 
So, <laughs> because I, I just sort of was like, yeah, yeah, I was just, wrestling today <clears throat> is, I know they're saying it's a wrestling boom. There's a wrestling boom going on. If you're going to end shows, like, the most I'll ever believe Vince McMahon doing is completely pissing off WWE fans more than I believe the XFL actually coming to St. Louis. I know they announced it, we're getting a team. But I don't believe we will see a a game. I mean, what's going to happen? Is the referee going to throw out the football match? I mean, if you did that, if he actually did that, in St. Louis, people are not going to go to other games. Season ticket holders will be like, fuck this. I mean, shit, they sued Stan Kroenke multiple times. City of St. Louis sued him, and season ticket holders who are being charged who live in St. Louis don't live in fucking L.A. They sued him. They have no problem suing Vince McMahon if something goes wrong in the XFL. But my advice to... I wouldn't say advice. My my words of encouragement to people who are mad about this hell in a cell. Don't go to any more events. Don't buy anything. Hurt them where it hurts. And that's the wallet. I mean, yeah, Vince McMahon probably got billions of dollars from Saudis and for their crown jewel and billion dollars from Fox. But the real thing is, hurt them where it hurts. And that's the wallet. Just don't buy any more tickets to, to events, live shows, TV, ta- you know, live TV show events. Buy merch, don't buy. I, I mean, the only thing I ever bought from WWE was an Asuka t shirt. That was it. That was it. That was the only shirt I ever wanted. I mean, I'm, I still kind of like to buy a Sting t shirt, but anyway. Just don't buy any more things. Like, don't buy the fucking video game. I mean, yeah, it'll hurt 2K more, but just don't buy it. I mean, I I was interested. I wasn't interested in buying their video game because it's kind of pointless. It's like, what's the point of buying it? It's basically 2K19 but polished into 2K20. Just don't support it anymore. Go buy the competition stuff. Go to AEW. Go buy their stuff. I mean, does Vince McMahon really care about what fans think? No. I mean, I got this article I found on Twitter. Uh, Let me find it. By the way, if you're interested, follow me on the one Bugs Bunny. I really like that name, so I kind of stuck to it. Um, where is it? I kind of like this one gif somebody tweeted. WWE, fuck this company. 
<laughs> I really loved it. I thought it was pretty fucking hilarious. Uh, let's see. I will talk about the uh, Batwoman show. I didn't really, I didn't really, I didn't watch it because I just, I, I don't know what to think of it, you know. Anyway, somebody like wrote like Vince McMahon was like laughing when fans were booing the whole event. It was like <clears throat> like the Hell in a Cell finish was reportedly Vince McMahon's call, and he knows he messed up. Vince McMahon thinks some WWE wrestlers are too pro wrestling, and it's like them. I I love how his idea, and I kind of like took jabs at it. For example, them being on Fox, I have no problem with it. I mean, I, I I ain't gonna watch Fox, you know, SmackDown on Fridays, because you know Fridays are usually my time to chill. And then being on Fox Sports, all over Fox Sports. Here's the thing, I know there's gonna be some people who are WWE fans, diehards. And they're going to be offended by this, but WWE isn't a sport. It isn't a legit sport. It isn't football. It isn't soccer. It isn't baseball. And it sure as hell ain't hockey. WWE Yeah, you could chill with me. WWE is sports entertainment. It's entertainment. I mean, UFC is a sport because then people actually beat the shit out of each other. WWE is more of an entertainment thing. It's a circus show. <laughs> I mean, we all know who the head clown is of that. Vince McMahon. But, it just bugged the shit out of me of how they keep saying we are sport, you know, we're a sport brand. <laughs> how are you a sports brand? Sports have a league. I don't think WWE is a legit sport, in my opinion. And it bugs the shit out of me how Fox Sports reporters are making this look like WWE is like the legit sport. It's like, you know, baseball. 
And it, it bucked the fuck out of me that they took the playoffs, you know, playoff games and put them on Fox Sports 1. I don't have Fox Sports 1. I wanted to watch some playoff games. I wanted to see, you know, which American League team is going to be the best and get to the World Series. I, that's what I want to see. You know, I wanted to see Oakland A's play. Because, you know, Oakland A's is, you know, one of my favorite American League teams. And I, I know they're never going to get to the World Series, but I just wanted to see them play. And the thing is, if the St. Louis Cardinals if the St. Louis Cardinals get to the World Series as if they beat the Braves they lost the last game and it pissed me off they couldn't fucking hit they couldn't hit, and Martinez, of course, screwed up because you know he. I don't. I don't know why they put him as a closer. I mean, if he gets shaken up, you know, as a closer, then don't put him as a closer. Get somebody else to be the closer. I knew they should have signed a Korean player, but <laughs> instead they didn't. So far, they're winning, so it's 2 nothing. the Cardinals. It was so fucking stupid, like, Martinez caught blowing a kiss to an Atlanta Braves base runner. It was like, stop it, you fucking idiot. So... If the Cardinals get to the World Series, and I hope they do, because it's been it's been eight years since they've been in the World Series. If the game somehow is on Fox on fr- well, it is going to be on Fox on Fridays, they better not fucking move that game to Fox Sports One so WWE can play their program because. I don't have Fox Sports 1. My cable sucks, I know. But I want to watch the fucking baseball game on Fridays. I don't want to watch, you know, Brock Lesnar show up. And I know that he's going to piss off a lot of WWE fans, but I want to watch baseball. (laughs) I want to watch baseball. I want to watch sports. Yeah, I'm a dinosaur like Keith Olbermann. But I love sports. I love, you know, competition. WWE is just predetermined things. They, you know, I mean, look what they did. They predetermined the ending to hell in a cell and that blew up in their face. So, like I said, if fans are upset over... The whole Hell in a Cell event. Don't go to Raw. If you got tickets for Raw, get try to get a refund. 
or sell them to somebody else who wants to go see it. Or don't buy their merch. Don't buy their products they're putting out. Hurt them in the wallet. Because they don't listen to your voices. They don't listen to your... They don't even read your tweets. I'm sure they don't. They don't read your tweets. They don't read your comments on Facebook or anywhere. All they think about is how much money can I pluck out of this person. Just show them that my wallet, my money, I ain't buying your product. Pure and simple. Anyway. Now let's get to the one serious shit. Batwoman. (laughs) I did not watch... I did not watch Batwoman. I... Had better things to do. That, I don't know what, but... Well, wait, I did. I watched, um... I got, I, you know, I got allergies, and I had to take medicine, and I fell asleep, and... I woke up, and... I took about an hour nap, so I, I watched Scooby-Doo, and... That's pretty much what I did. <laughs> <coughs> but anyway... I... I did not watch Batwoman. I knew going into this. I even said it like in early episodes. Like I ain't watching this shit. I don't care if it's free on. I don't care if it's free now to watch. I don't know how it's free. I mean, it's on TV. So anyway, I watched the show. I watched part of the clips of it. Before the pro- before the podcast, and let me tell you, I'm glad I didn't watch it. I know there was gonna be there was a lot of people who were tweeting about it. They were saying how wonderful it is, how great of a show it is, how they feel so empowered that they have a character that's the same sexuality as them. <laughs> it was so just bad. And it was just like, what the fuck is this? Now, here's the thing. I'm happy that they have a superhero, but Batwoman's kind of boring. I mean, how is how is a hero so empowering that she has handy, down, handy downs by Batman? I mean, she's wearing Batman's suit. She's using Batman's technology. She has Batman's same fucking haircut. I mean, how is she her own empowerment if she's taking other people's shit? That'd be like me going like, I'm Spider-Man and I sold some Spider-Man suit and web shooters. (laughs) It wouldn't make no sense. It would just be like, you have no powers to be Spider-Man. And I wouldn't want to be Spider-Man. That'd be a nightmare. Um, <laughs> he's a boring character. I'm sorry. <clears throat> but this show is a cringe fest. If you ever want to watch something that is so cringy, besides watching SJWs get owned and you just feel bad for them, but at the same time you laugh at them, this show is for you. I don't like Batwoman. I never really liked the character. 
and I know some people are like, you're homophobic. No, it's just, I really never liked the character. She's boring. I mean, they introduced her <clears throat> as Bruce Wayne's love, Batman's love interest, which was dumb. Then they made her, made her his cousin. Okay, it's better than her being, you know, a love interest. Because Catwoman's the way to go. This character is just basic. She's shallow, hollow, nothing interesting to her. There is nothing interesting to her. And everybody knows it. They're just going like she's a lesbian. That's what makes her so interesting. Here's the thing about it. A person's sexuality shouldn't be an interest to a per you know, to people unless it's porn. <laughs> That's a bad joke, but anyway. The person that the characters that make the viewers and audiences interesting is their relatability. <clears throat> you look at I'm going to use Spider-Man as an example. You look at Peter Parker. You know why a lot of people love Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3 of the Raimi trilogy? It's because he's interesting. He's an interesting character. Everyone around him is interesting as well. You watch this character grow. You watch him go from a high school student. Become a superhero. And you watch him graduate. And you watch him deal with life. And try to balance life and being a hero. And his studies and all that. That's what makes Peter Parker interesting. That woman has no interests. None at all. She's just a basic character. She's generic. I mean, you look at Barry Allen. Before the drama and all that shit. Barry Allen was a forensic scientist. He was trying to find out who killed his mom. And him dealing with the traumatic experience of watching his mom get killed by the reverse flash. Spoilers for those who've never seen the show. If you've never seen the show, go on Netflix and watch it. It's really good. And you watch him learn his powers, adapt to the new environment to him, find out why the lightning, sh you know, lightning strike hit him, and watch him discover other people with different abilities and powers, and he has to stop them and be the hero. There is nothing to Batwoman that is really interesting. I mean, yeah, they did the whole stupid, you know, kiss scene. She kisses a woman on army base after being kicked off the army and because she's a lesbian. Yada, yada, yada. And she, you know, reveals Bruce Wayne disappeared for three years. And the writers of the show don't even know why he disappeared and where the fuck he went. Here's the thing. If you have a show planned out and you don't know where the biggest character in comic book history is, 
then you shouldn't be writing <laughs> the show. I am not making this up. They they got it to the point where the writers of the show were like, we don't know where Bruce Wayne went. We don't know why he left. Then what's the point of even mentioning it? Yeah, they should have just put the fucking character in a new city. Because if you're going to put this, this character in Gotham City, people are going to be like, where's Batman? Where's Catwoman? Where's Joker? Where's Mr. Freeze? Where's Two-Face? Where's Harley Quinn, unfortunately? <laughs> Where you know people are going to be asking these questions of where these characters are at. It's kind of like what they did with Birds of Prey, and God bless those writers of Birds of Prey. They tried their hardest to make this show its own thing from Batman, and it didn't work. I know. I remember when it first aired. I I saw the promos of Batman and Catwoman with Alfred narrating the intro and all that. And they got to Helena Wayne. I'm like, where's Batman? <laughs> it got to that point. When you talk about these characters and stuff, and you're you're left with nothing. Like, they don't even have Jim Gordon. On the show. Instead, it's her father. Her father's on there. It's like, I, I, I swear to you, I didn't watch the show. I just got spoilers from <laughs> people who saw the show and told me. I just sort of like looked at my watch going like, this show is boring. <laughs> so, I'm more excited about the Crisis crossover than anything. So, did I really... Do I do I really enjoy hearing about birds? The not the, sorry, Batwoman. I was gonna say Birds of Prey. The film, the Birds of Prey. No. The thing they should have done was taken Batwoman and just throw her into Birds of Prey. Just toss her ass in that film and just be fucking done with it. I mean, it's kind of stupid though because they have her love interest, Renee Montoya. And Birds of Prey. <laughs> they have the supporting character. I mean, I know Renee Montoya is her own character, and everybody has a connection to her, and yada, 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 yada. But you have a supporting character to Batwoman. I know somebody's going to be like, you know, Renee Montoya was the question. Yeah, she wasn't really that good. But you have the supporting character, Batwoman. And I love Batwoman and uh, Young Justice because she didn't have any lines. Um, <laughs> you have her in her own show, and you don't have one character who's sort of there to balance her. And that's Renee Montoya. Instead, you have her on Birds of Prey. I don't know why. I mean, you can even get Katana and Birds of Prey. That's the thing that kind of bugs me. Is like, I wish they would have just put Katana in it. At least you would have somebody who has history with Harley Quinn. Who is like, I know you very well and you're not, you know, normal. <clears throat> so, 
it just it bugged me with you know with this whole film and shit and TV show and all that. So, how do I rate Batwoman? Well, out of six Lolas, I give it a one. <laughs> Sorry, out of five, I get it a one. Because at least, it's, I'm giving it one for effort. Because I did get to see some images of uh, Gotham. I, I'll admit, it looked pretty good. It just didn't really... I don't know. I don't know what it was. It 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 sort of has that mixture of Nolan's Batman with Gotham, the TV show, and at least the show Gotham has some interest. Just you know, not, but I think it is. But anyway, so I know the rest of the show we are going to be. Watching a amazing TV show involving Batman. Oh, and Marvel's Avengers game announced Kamala Khan, known as Miss Marvel. She'll be... She'll be the um, one of the main characters for the Avengers game. It kind of bugs me. Because it's like, really, you couldn't just get Spider-Man into that game? But, nope. Nope. Anyway. DC is rumored to be considering a Lex Luthor solo film after the success of Joker. Ah, shit. It kind of bugs me, though. Rumor has it that Ryan Gosling will be playing Lex in the solo film. Hmm. I don't know what to think. But anyway. I will be playing a... um, I'll be doing a commentary while watching a crazy classic animated cartoon known as Batman the Animated Series. So, yeah, it's a big episode Monday. (laughs) So. (sighs) Let's see. So, anyway, my internet's slow as shit, so, (laughs) did you watch Titans? Uh, I did watch Titans. I'm really excited for um, Superboy showing up. I think it's going to be really cool. Um, 
It'd be really cooler if uh, Superman showed up in it, like, you know, showed up. And he showed up and started talking to uh, Connor Kent. And just really give him advice, you know, about being, you know, a hero. It's something I really would like to see. But, uh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, here we go. The episode. Hmm. I always love the intro of, uh, the animated series. A Batman. <laughs> now they made it, like, um, high definition. Like, it's very clear which they really did they did a really good job of um, making it HD and 4K you know <clears throat> I never imagined that they would go that far and do it I still prefer like the classic <laughs> the DVD you know VHS style cause you know I don't know why. I'm just kind of old. The Cat and the Claw. <laughs> Catwoman climbing up the side of a building. I, I love the animation style of the classic animated series of Batman. <clears throat> I remember as a kid, I was I got the um, what was it? How to draw book. <laughs> I failed miserably. <laughs> I was not a great artist, so so <laughs> so. Catwoman sending her cat, Isis, her sweet cat. I love how she like climbs up the side of a building, and her cat is like sleep around, wrapped around her neck. That always, That always cracked me up because it was just like that cat is asleep and she's like on the side of a building. And she uses her cat to like steal the diamond necklace and I love the art deco style. So, <clears throat> I 
I wish they would go back to that cat suit style of Catwoman. As much as I love the um, purple cat suit, I really like the gray cat suit of Catwoman. And the same goes for the bat suit. Like I really like the classic animated series bat suit. And I wish they would uh, adopt that style of it. I can't, I don't even, like, the one thing that always, I, I always been thinking about was how memorable those suits are. Like, if you look at today's bat suit or cat suit, there isn't really anything memorable about them. You know, like, you look at the, um, I'm going to use the bat suit from Batman Returns. Is how memorable it is. It stood out. It's kind of funny though. You know, if something stands out, it must have been successful. It's like, it's how people talk about the um, Schumacher bat suits how the nipples stand out <laughs> the only th- you know you ask somebody like what do you remember about the Schumacher bats bat suit they say the nipples <laughs> it's like okay then it must have been successful because you point out one thing or there's something really wrong with you <laughs> It, it just cracks me up how people <laughs> talk about the um, the bat suit that way. You know, I wish they would make the um, the bat suit and the rebirth memorable because there's really like. I don't want to sound mean, but there is, like, nothing really memorable about it. Like, I... I look at the entire... catalog of the comics of... you know, the Bat... the Batman comics. Nothing in the, in the suit really... stands out to me. Like... I, I look at... the... Past bat suits like the Batman Hush bat suit, or Batman Earth One, or Gotham by Gaslight, or the um, Neil Adams era bat Batman. There's been a lot of bat suits, and you know, you look. None of them really. A lot of them are rememberable, but. You look at the current bat suit, and it's like the bat symbol itself is really cool, but there isn't been memorable moments with that bat suit. And 
for me, I really want to see a good bat suit again. I, I really like the Batman Year One bat suit because there's been a lot of really cool covers to it, and I have some of them. <laughs> it just kind of made me think. It's like, you know, you look at Batman Hush. It's a really cool suit. I'm surprised they've never... They never done anything with it. Do I think there will be a Batman Hush video game one day? Absolutely. I mean, Telltale's back, and there hasn't been much news news of it, which kind of makes me think they're doing something. Here's a question I got. Do you think Randy Orton and The Rock will go at it for WrestleMania? Um, I really don't think so. I mean, if you watched Friday Night SmackDown, or if you've seen the clip on YouTube, The Rock returning to... Well... They announced recently of Telltale will be Telltale Incorporated doing business as Telltale Games. Anyway, sorry. Um, if you look at you know the way he sort of acted on SmackDown, he looked like he really didn't want to be there, <laughs> which kind of made me laugh because it was kind of like I know he did everything he you know did you know the you know it doesn't matter you know the whole. Finally, the rock, you know, his whole Shapil, his whole, his whole stick, sticker, and it, you know, the way he did everything that he always does in the ring, where he insults the person across the ring, he, you know, everything he does, his whole sketch. And he just really didn't, he had the expression of like, I really didn't want to be in this ring. <laughs> I really don't want to be here. He just sort of had that attitude. I don't know if it was just the way he was in the ring or something. It just sort of made me think that, you know, like he just really didn't want to be in WWE. I mean, if you think about it, he's making a lot more money outside of WWE. And he's doing a lot of good films. So, he just... What's the point of him doing a um, WrestleMania match if he's just, you know, making more... The amount of money he's making in films, he could just... Why would he do WrestleMania? I mean, I really would love to see the match between him and Randy Orton. But... I just don't think it'll happen. I wish it happened years ago when Randy Orton was the legend killer. You know, he would have put him over, definitely, but, you know. Uh, Joker movie. I, <laughs> I, I don't know what to think. I, I, I sort of laugh at the way people acted, you know, acted towards the film and everything to it. I, 
I I haven't seen it yet, but I heard a lot of people saying how unnerving it is, how you know uncomfortable they felt watching it. I I kind of want to see it, but at the same time, I don't want to see it in theaters because. Oh, just how violent it is, how how grim it is, how dark the themes are in the film. I, you know, I, I look at it like it's supposed to be that way, you know. You're supposed to feel uncomfortable watching... The Joker do things. And that's the whole point of the film. Is like how uncomfortable you can feel. It's like. It's it's weird though how people who. I don't know if they've seen this film. Saw. You know the Saw franchise. If you've seen Saw. And you're like this is a good horror film. And you go see Joker. You're like I'm so unnerved. I, I, I don't feel comfortable. <laughs> what is wrong with you? I. I look forward to seeing the Joker one day when it comes out on Blu-ray or DVD. Um, seeing it in theaters, I really don't want to see it in theaters with people. Because <laughs> I don't want people who... Like, you know, for example, like, you know, they're talking about the police being in theaters and stuff. You know, people, you know, seeing Joker and stuff. Um, I wouldn't put it past where I live. People would, you know... But I remember going up to the comic book store on my run, and the comic book store is right next to the movie theater. Oh, you did? Oh, that's cool. And I remember going to... I remember I was quick in the store. Oh, yeah, I'll watch Batman. I look forward to seeing Batman. I think it's going to be fantastic. It's going to be not fantastic. It's going to be more batastic. So <laughs> I went up to the comic book store and it's, you know, it's right next to the uh, movie theater. It's, it's in an old mall. And if you ever want to go through a ghost town, go to that mall. Um, <laughs> but I, I went into the mall and I remember I was quick in the store because the furnace was out and it was like fucking cold. And it was just like bad. But people went to go see the film. Joker. And. The people who saw the film. Came out of the store. Came out of the theater. Went to the store. And looking at comics. And I was. You know. That's where I ran into a fan. who A listener of the show. And. He, I, he went to go see Joker. And I was like. Oh how's the Joker film. And he was like, that is a fucking grim film to sit through. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to church. <laughs> it was just like... I... And I heard, I heard things like, my my uncle went to go see the film. And my uncle's a big comic book fan. And he left in the middle of the film because he said he was just felt, he felt unsettled by it. Just how, you know, mental health awareness and talks, you know. And 
he, you know, he's like me, he has depression, anxiety, and he just didn't feel comfortable sitting in the film because just how unnerving it is. And that's the thing about Joker. Like, I, I view the film as a film that needs to be made for today's time and today's climate. Um, not the climate crisis. Climate change is bullshit. But in today's times, how mental health awareness, how gun violence is, Everyone gets so triggered by it, but they don't look at the meaning of the film. They don't look at it. They just look at Joker's white, Joker kills, Joker's a bad guy, and he has sympathy. That's how they look at it. They don't look at the big picture. I look at Joker as a film that has a big picture that we all need to look at. I think Joker, in my opinion, is a film that a lot of people need to look at the awareness of it. I think that people just need to stop bitching about the film and just have a discussion about what was done in the film. You know, and I know this is going to be a touchy subject right here, but it's like school shootings. You know the thing that a lot of school shootings have in common? I know I'm going to probably get... I know this video is going to be taken down by YouTube and stuff because I'm talking about something that should not be talked about. A lot of school shooters are victims of bullying, are victims at home, under abuse, neglect, poverty-stricken area, and a bad area environment. And a lot of them get bullied. I'm going to use this example. My parents worked as a custodian in schools. So, there was a kid who was being bullied. This kid had mental health issues. He was autistic. Vandalized a bathroom. Ripped a toilet out of the floor. And was found out he was being bullied by other kids. Because of his mental problems. Was the kid white? Was the kid black? I don't know. All I looked at was, this kid is being bullied and he has mental mental health issues. Did the school do anything about it? They sent a teacher, a faculty member, with this kid at all times. Another example. There was a kid who was being bullied by a student. She was to the point where she almost committed suicide. What did the school do? Shit. They didn't do anything. You know why? Because the student who is bullying her is a lesbian. And going under transgender reassignment. Whatever thing. That was a scapegoat defense to not be punished. 
this Joker film has a lot of themes that kids who commit crimes, horrific things, went through. Arthur Fleck has mental health issues. He gets beaten up. He gets assaulted. And he slowly becomes... He slowly loses control of himself because everybody around him is not helping him. The social worker that was with him, that was helping him, couldn't help him anymore. This Joker film, you know, with so many dark themes, so many, you know, things that happens in this film, this film is raising a mirror to what's going on with mental health and people going under severe problems. This film is basically what's going on with everything around us. Everything that's going around people, going wrong with people. Should I say this film should be played everywhere for everybody to see? No, I don't want kids seeing this film. But if you're a fucking adult and you don't want to accept what's going on, then you're the real clown of this whole thing. I think this film is a wake-up call. And I know there's going to be a lot of people of the woke culture, the liberal people. If you can't accept what's going on in your community, your environment, your world, then shut the fuck up. Do something. If not, then, well, shut the fuck up. (laughs) I don't know what to tell you. This film looks really good. Joaquin Phoenix is a brilliant actor. Todd Phillips made a good film, even though he's known for doing comedies. I mean, he made a lot of good comedy films. He was the guy who did um, Road Trip, Old School. He did Starking Hutch, which I really didn't care for. Uh, The Hangover, Due Date. Which I really love Due Date. That was a really good fucking film, by the way. If you've never seen it, I highly recommend it. It's a good film. Robert Downey Jr., Zach Galifianakis. Really funny film. I love it. He... Phillips talked about, for example, why he d- stopped making comedy films. He said the woke, cult- the woke culture is the reason of it. He said, quote, Go try to be funny nowadays with this woke culture. There were articles written about, about why comedies don't work anymore. I'll tell you why. Because the fucking funny guys are like, fuck this shit. Because I don't want to be offended. Fuck this shit. I don't want to offend you. Yeah. Here's the funny thing about it. I know this is so so weird. I'm getting into politics. That should be for my other show. (laughs) 
I have the good title, I just don't care anymore. I should just start doing politics and other article shit over there. But I have to do it now. This is gonna, again, this is gonna offend people. <laughs> I witnessed Black Lives Matter burn down a town. It was after the Michael Brown shooting. I watched these people loot and rob places and burn them to the fucking ground. And let me tell you, it was fucking crazy. It was like watching Gotham City turn to ashes before my eyes. I remember I stayed up, like, past midnight. Last time I ever stayed up past midnight was when Donald Trump won presidency, and I was, like, celebrating. (laughs) And a lot of people were like, you're an asshole. Well, yeah, maybe I am. (laughs) But anyway, I stayed up, like, midnight, like, watching these people fight cops, scream at cops, To the point where the fucking National Guard showed up. And took control of the city. After watching an AutoZone store burn to the ground. And this whole woke culture is insane. You know, there's always the expression, stay woke. Well, if you stay woke, you go broke. I mean, you can't wear a Donald Trump hat or a t-shirt or a decal on your car because you'll get vandalized. I mean, you will get fucking assaulted if you wear Make America Great Again. Shit, I wore a shirt that says Make America Read Again and I got fucking blasted for it. And the thing is, and the thing is, this whole woke culture is destroying everything around us. Comedy, art, literature, free speech. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if my podcast show got ended because... Woke culture got offended. I would just make another show <laughs> and keep going because I ain't, I ain't quitting. I ain't stopping. I'm making money off of this show now. <laughs> Which is great. Which isn't bad. Not, you know, 20 bucks here, 20 bucks there. Not bad. It's not bad. I really enjoy it. But, what culture invaded everybody's life? It invaded everything. And it is really destroying a lot of things. I mean, you look at the comic book industry. And I talked about it before. I'd never seen so many writers who I admired 
turned into assholes before. I mean, Mark, Mark Wade was an asshole to begin with. But he wasn't really that great of a writer to begin with. I know... I know a lot of people are like, you know, Captain America. Yeah, well, he did. A, he didn't do a bad job, but with it. But Mark Mark Wade is a piece of shit. I mean, he's a very horrible human being. I mean, he caused a guy to lose his comic book store. He <laughs> he caused. A comic book company for making money from a writer and artist who people like. And the thing is, And recently now with woke culture, Ewan McGregor has gotten woke. And we will talk about that when I return with from this break. So, I'm going to be playing a new song I, I found that I really like. I think it should be the intro music to the show. So, this is called Bad Reputation by Atlas Way. Anyway, we're back. 
So, recently, you and McGregor. talked about misogyny feminism I like how the title of it <laughs> welcome back thank you uh, I hope everybody enjoyed that song it's pretty much what I think the show should be called bad reputation <laughs> thanks I love the song too I heard it like I was like this the song fits the show, but I love the uh, song by By the Sun, Hold Me, Throw Me, Kiss Me, Kill Me. I like that one better. <laughs> I like this song. I think I think this song will be played when I go on break from the show, and I think that works much better for that. So, you and McGregor. <laughs> He is a creepy son of a bitch in this photo. I never realized that. Like, he, like he's got a tan for Birds of Prey. Like, I know this is gonna sound racist and offensive, but British British people should never get a tan. They should be white as white. Ewan McGregor. I, I don't know if he's British or not. I don't really fucking care, but. He's got a tan and he and is smiling and he looks like a catcher's mitt. It's like he's been in the sun for too long. <laughs> I would love for somebody to send that to you and McGregor. You know, a little clip of me saying like he looks like a catcher's mitt and he's got he's been out in the sun for too long. <laughs> it's like it's like the time where um I forget what the dude's name is. The guy from like Stranger Stranger Things. He played Hellboy, and he talked about he wanted to beat up people who support Trump. And this was before my Twitter account got suspended and stuff. My original Twitter account, and I wrote like "Bring it, bitch," <laughs> you know. Because, you know, it's like, here's the thing. If someone says to me, like, I should get beat up because I support this person, bring it. I'll fight you. You and McGregor, I, I don't know, I, I'd pity him. Because <laughs> he's fucking creepy in this photo. He should not be out in the sun. He should not get a tan. When he smiles, his, he has wrinkles and you know crow's feet. He looks like a catcher's mitt where a 90-mile-per-hour fastball just hit the glove. So anyway, Ewan McGregor, who's playing Black Mask in the upcoming Birds of Prey film, he shouldn't have played Black Mask. He should be like... I, I said before, like he should play like Hal Jordan, Green Lantern. But, you know, nobody listens to me. Um, <laughs> in the female-led team-up, it has obvious feminist themes. And Ewan McGregor, who plays plays it up for those attributes in a new interview, speaking to a French site, he explained what, what attracted him to Birds of Prey and the role of Black Mask. 
Do you think he'll say, like, I was attracted to Black Mask because I really love the character? The character design was really cool, and the comics, you know, his origin and all that was really cool, and I love this character, and I was hoping for, like, being in a Batman film as Black Mask. Does he say all that? Nope. Instead, this fucker says, was, he stated, quote, the ideas of birds as a feminist film and that looks at misogyny, he says, quote, what interested... Sorry, I missed that. Sorry. My fucking phone. <laughs> Sorry is being a bitch today, so... <laughs> so... Anyway, does he say any of that? Nope. He says, quote, What interests me in Birds of Prey was it's a feminist film, and it's very finely written, and there's a script that takes a real look at misogyny. <laughs> yeah, I know, Sari's being a bitch, so... Too bad she can't even look that up. <laughs> so. So anyway. He basically talks about how the film. You know, the whole misogyny, feminist. All these things. He doesn't look at the film. The character, not really the film. Who gives a shit about the film? The film looks awful. I know there's going to be some people who are going to buy it, but you know, I'm not one of those people. He states, quote, also about taking a look at massaging how men and how men treat women and how, adding things that needs to change. And I think we need that. We need more aware of how we behave with the opposite sex. And we need to be taught to change. Here's the thing, Ewan. I'm a dude. Yeah. I grew up with two older sisters, a mom. I have a wonderful cat woman in my life. I treat women equally. <laughs> I do. I mean, I grew up with two older sisters. and Let me tell you, I was a victim <laughs> of them putting makeup on me and dressing me up and new clothes they you know my mom buys and <laughs> it's kind of embarrassing but yeah i grew up with two older sisters and they they put fucking makeup on me cuz i looked like a doll <laughs> a baby doll yeah it was fucking embarrassing so Anyway, he basically admitted that he took this film role because of feminism, misogyny. I'm sure he never read a comic book comic book in his life. He doesn't even probably know what Black Mask really does. I'm sure if you put that fucking film under the red hood in and show him how Black Mask acts and behaves... It would just appall him to the point of him crying. <laughs> this article and this interview he gives is embarrassing. It is embarrassing. I mean, 
I mean, it, it's 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 annoying how actors, actresses who we all like. I mean, I like Mark Hamill, even though he's a fucking nut job. But here's the thing about it. I know this is going to be another offensive thing. The show should have been just called Offensiveville. But actors, actresses, singers, songwriters, authors, people of the entertainment field, when they talk about politics or social issues, they should just shut the fuck up. They should. They should just shut up and just focus on what they're doing. Singing, acting, dancing. Entertain us. Because that's what you do. I mean, I like um, YouTubers. I like McJuggernuggets. I like the Angry Grandpa. You know why I like them? Because they're non-politically correct. They're peace. They're non-PC. They're they just say rand you know they say they do things that i like that's entertaining the Sean Ward show same way they entertain they're they're fun to listen to they're fun to watch i mean even though i watch more youtube videos about top 5 scary things countdown and uh, history and stuff and listen to jordan peterson's lectures I like that stuff. I like that type of entertainment. I mean, do I want to, to do I want to turn on turn on the TV, and all of a sudden I see um, Robert De Niro saying to people like me, you know, ask about people like me and say fuck them, fuck them type of people. No, I mean Robert De Niro is a piece of shit, but I like him. I like Goodfellas. I like you know Casino, Godfather Two. Heat. I don't want to hear people, you know, complaining about politics. Like, for example, Lady Gaga. She's a singer. Is she a talented singer? Yeah. But do I want to see her standing on the side of a fucking trash truck protesting Donald Trump? (laughs) Not really. I mean, do I want to turn on Batwoman all of a sudden Rachel Maddow shows up on Batwoman? No, I don't. You know why? Because that bitch should be on the news channel talking about conspiracy theories about Russian documents. Not on Batwoman talking about whatever the hell she's doing. So the point I'm getting to is the people in entertainment who talk about politics shouldn't really be talking about politics. You turn people off your product. You turn them away because they don't want to be lectured. I don't want to be lectured for God's sakes. I've been in school for so long I don't want to be lectured anymore. So I don't want to 
turn on something and Mark Hamill's attacking the Trump family because their one kid is wearing a stormtrooper outfit. It's irritatingly annoying. It's an eyesore. I mean, it got to the point where Mark Hamill, I don't know why I'm attacking Mark Hamill, but the hell with it, I will. It got to the point where Mark Hamill has a SoundCloud where he does the Joker voice reading Donald Trump's tweets. You know how stupid that is? You know how much of a waste of time you are wasting away doing this? I mean, you're Luke Skywalker. I mean, you was. You do the voice of a Joker. I mean, you can use that voice, that, that time you're doing the Joker voice, you could do a voice for some kid or some adult who is recovering at home from something or they're it's their birthday they want to be like hey can you do a joker voice joker voice wish, uh, wishing me a happy birthday i mean you could do the joker voice for a positive reason cheering somebody up wishing somebody a happy birthday wishing them to get well soon from a sickness or an injury. You could do a lot of things with a Joker voice, dude. Like, instead of reading somebody's tweets of someone you don't like. So, that's the thing that bugs me. And, I know I'm talking about these things, and it's very irritatingly annoying to talk about politics and political things that, you know. I just wanted to vent that because it really bugged me how he tells the family, Ivanka Trump, who posted a photo of her kid wearing a Stormtrooper outfit, saying, go force yourself. It just... It just aggravated me, because it's like that little kid was having a goofy time, and all of a sudden, you have to come in and ruin it like an old, angry, grumpy man from the Monster House, telling him to get off my lawn. <laughs> so. So, anyway. What do I think of them doing a Lex Luthor movie after the success of Joker film? <sighs> I really don't know what to think. I mean, Lex Lex Luthor is a very he's a very interesting character at the same time very boring, very basic. I don't really I really don't want to see a Lex Luthor movie. Or you just sit sit there and you go like, sit there and you go like, why are you doing this film? 
So. Um, I'm going to wrap up the show early because tomorrow's show we got a lot of big things happening tomorrow's show um, one person asked are you going to watch Monday Night Raw um, no <laughs> um, I, I don't know if I'm going to watch Monday Night Raw um, it's pretty insane I don't know what's going to be on Mondays. To, I don't know what's going to be on today, so. I probably will watch something on Travel Channel, because they did like a. They did a horror documentary film called Helltown. And it's about this town called Helltown. They closed it down, and. Because they had like an underground laboratory or something, and people disappeared, and. Weird shit is happening in that town. Which is actually... There is a town named that. Um, I seen it on demand. And it was re- it's a really good film. I really love a lot of the stuff they put on Halloween. In October and stuff. So I might watch something on, on there. I really wouldn't mind going to that town. Just because like they closed it off. And there is like... A lot of things that happened, supposedly. So, I might watch that show. I I didn't watch the I didn't watch the live ghost paranormal investigation thing that they had on there. Cause anytime you watch something like that, it's like it's a really crazy thing, and I never. I don't. I can never sit through a paranormal investigation show live because it's so boring. <laughs> it's kind of like watching baseball. You just you watch and you're like, I want to go play baseball, you know. Or it's like NASCAR. I want to drive a car really fucking fast. I did buy a NASCAR video game and I played uh, the career mode. And let me tell you, a lot of other drivers hate me because I run them off the road. <laughs> <laughs> I cause I'm not making this up. I played it and I caused like a, a big colli- car crash collision in the background. I'm like looking at my mirror as I cross over the f- first place, watching all these cars like collide. I'm just like, it is so beautiful. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it's funny though because it's like you got like people who in the career mode like will tweet at you and I just start provoking everybody I have like no friends. <laughs> so <laughs> it's it's pretty fun and crazy. So anyway. Um yeah, I mean, it's it's fun. So I'm gonna wrap up the show and I feel like I had to say something too one last thing to the fans who are WWE fans who are frustrated and angry at the product, at the way the ending of Mon- uh, sorry, I was going to say Monday Night Raw, but on Hell in a Cell 
just don't buy any more things from them. If you're unhappy, seriously unhappy the way this product and this company and everything is going, don't waste your time with it. Don't waste your money into it. Go find something else. Go watch AEW. Go watch New Japan Pro Wrestling. Ring of Honor. Um, Pro Wrestling Gorilla. Any other shows. You know, go, go see an independent wrestling event. NWA. Billy Corgan brought the National Wrestling Alliance, the NWA, back. I mean, they got their new show, Power, which will be on on YouTube and on Facebook. And it's free. You can watch it at home and support the National Wrestling Alliance, the oldest wrestling company in the world. I mean, I, I like the NWA, and I really like some of the matches they had. So, enjoy any of those products. WWE isn't the only be-all, end-all program of wrestling to watch. Watch other products. Support other products. There's a lot of products out there that are smaller than WWE, and they need everybody on board. They need all the supporters they can get because they enjoy people who enjoy the same product as them. So, it's kind of that way with comic books. If I'm unhappy the way DC is doing things, and I was unhappy the way they were doing things with Batman, and you know what I did? I did not, I did not buy one damn book from them. Because I just had it the way they were doing Things with Batman and Catwoman and all that. And guess what? They brought them back the way things should have been. And they better do it that way. So. Just do that. Don't buy the product. Go buy somebody else's product. And show them that your customer value matters. So. Anyway. The final thoughts of the show was that. (laughs) So, I will see you all tomorrow. And uh, tomorrow's episode, I guess we'll talk about paranormal documentaries. And other weird stuff. Because it is October. So, I will see you all tomorrow. Bye.